Welcome to The Grow Show, powered by Steel. On The Grow Show, we share ideas, tips, tactics, and insights to help you grow your landscaping business based on our team's 40 years of experience running a landscaping company and working with other owners and their teams to do the same. New episodes are released weekly on Wednesdays. Here's your host, Marty Grunder. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever the case may be. This is Marty Grunder from Grunder Landscaping Company and the Grow Group. We have another exciting edition of the Grow Show powered by Steel. And today I am really excited to introduce to you my big friend, Gene Freeman from Complete Land Sculpture, Dallas, Texas. Gene, welcome to the Grow Show. Hey, Marty, super excited to be here. Got probably dab for it, you know? It's awesome. Exactly. I love it. Well, Gene, you you and I have become good friends. You've you've been a wonderful supporter of the Grow Group. You've been a wonderful supporter of Grow. There's probably a lot of people watching that know who you are. They know that we hosted Grow down there in 2015, I believe. Is that the right year? It is, yes. Okay. Yes. Tell us a little bit about Gene Freeman, Complete Land Sculpture, your partner, Chris. Tell us a little bit about yourself, the big events that got you to where you are today. You bet. I mean, you know, we're Complete Land Sculpture. We started, originally founded in 1985 from my business partner, Chris Trempeck. We both work in the business. We're here, you know, daily. We met. It's actually going to be 31 years here next week that we we were together. And uh, a couple years into that, then we decided we were going to be way better together than not and formed our partnership. And at that time, we had about nine employees. And now we're just under, we'll be just under 300 employees here this year in full season markup. So Chris is Chris is a local Dallasite. I'm a transplant from up north Montana, North Dakota. Came down right at that time, um, about 35 years ago. But you know, we 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 work really hard. We have we're both Gemini's. We're a week apart. We 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 kind of share the same philosophies. I even remember the first time we went out to lunch when when we were talking about when he was interviewing me for the position that I tried to pick up the tab and he said, oh no, I got the tab. And so I got a new right there. He was my kind of guy, you know, yep. and we've never had an argument or disagreement or a fight, you know, in, in the whole 31 years of friendship and relationship. And he's crazy. He's, he's my best friend. He's like my brother and he is my brother and, you know, very proud of him and what he's been able to achieve and do and what we've done together. So we still live life together. We work together. It's, it's awesome. Yeah, it's not all partnerships are that harmonious, and it's awesome to see the two of you. When I see the two of you together, the the love and the care you have and respect you have for one another shows. Tell us about your revenue, how many locations you have in your business mix, because it's an incredible story, Gene. Yeah, thank you. So our revenue, when when you guys came here, we were just over $13.5 million, $14 million right. that year. We had the one office here in Dallas. We've been in our Oklahoma City office for this is our 25th year, and we really didn't want to go there. Our our Dallas clients kept begging us to go up there. They didn't have a service provider that would do the things that we did and actually return a phone call the same day, um, show up on time to an appointment, complete a job on on deadlines and, and on tasks and things. And so they they said, please go up here and look at it. We ran up there. We looked at all the properties for maintenance, and they had a bunch of enhancement commercial apartment complexes is what it was. We went and bid it, and then we got on a plane the next week, and we went to Spain to run with the bulls together. We were both <laughs> young, single guys. Well, of course, that's what you and, do. Uh, that's what we do. You know, right. it's, That's what we did. I don't think we could run, out, run a bull today, for sure. Yeah. 
But so they called us when we were over there and they said, yes, we want you to start. And they gave us, we kind of wanted to start about four months later. And they said, you got 30 days to be up in business. So we, we flew home and went up there. I started interviewing people and finding locations. And the first gentleman that we hired was a gentleman named Ted. He's our, he was our, to be our general manager up there. We're happy to report that he just celebrated his 25th, 25th anniversary with Amazing. us. Higher One is still up there running the deal up there. And we've expanded since then to Tulsa for the last three years. And most recently, we just got kind of pulled into Austin for maintenance and things like that. So we do stuff all over the state, all the states, the, the two states there, Oklahoma and Texas for construction purposes, clients, ranches, homes, stuff like that. But as far as day-to-day weekly services and things, those are our four markets currently right now. And what are your combined annual sales, if you can share that? Yeah. So combined, we're going to be right at 30 million. Here. Yeah, 30 million. So, and know, what percent here. is residential and what percent is commercial? So we are we are going to be uh, 50-50 on the mix there. Our maintenance is going to be right at 40% currently right now. It's trending up. And one of our number one goal growth or growth goals, I should say, sorry, that for the last three or four years, we've got an amazing team that we've got on the business development side of things with great contacts, good systems, um, follow through. They really, they really understand who we are, what our culture is, and they preach that out there into the into yeah. the market. And we've seen great success with that. We were we were about thirty uh, percent uh, just a couple of years ago. And while you're growing top line revenue by three million plus a year, it's hard to grow a percentage of maintenance on top of that because you're growing both. Right. But we were up to forty percent this year, so I'm very excited about it. Well, you should be, and you and you work very, very hard, and it's amazing what can happen when sales and production are working well together. and And I know that's what's going on there. What's your competitive advantage at Complete Land Sculpture? Like, why do why do your clients pick you over all other options in the marketplace? Because the Dallas Fort Worth area, I'm not as familiar with Tulsa or Oklahoma City or Austin. But I know for a fact DFW is competitive. Yeah, you know, I think I think our biggest thing is is our relationships. You know, relationships matter at all levels is one of our three creeds. And Chris and I have always leaned on that with our staff, with our team members, with our vendors, and certainly our clients. We we don't separate any of it. You know, we we work together. As I said earlier, we live life together. We 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 go through the bad times together, the tough times. We've got some team members and some vendors and things out that have are going to have a hard Christmas here this year for for various reasons and stuff. And we're right there with them, making sure we can lift them up and do that. But you know, I think the other thing that that I would just really say the simple thing that is very tangible is that we do what we say we're going to do, and we we instill that not just it's not Chris and Mai's company. You know, it is our our entire team, and we have that philosophy. We share that throughout. We do it through, you know, book reading. We do it through messaging. We do it through what we hold ourselves accountable to. A five ten rule, for instance. If we get a phone call, that's how we actually got up into Oklahoma. You know, and now Oklahoma City is a six million. It's going to be a six million dollar branch here next year. We just crazy. We right. just bought a twenty acre piece of property and has a facility we're renovating right now. And we believe in them and the investment we're putting into them. They've they've definitely done an amazing job. But you know. When you say you're going to show up and do something, do it. And we tell our clients to hold us accountable. We let them know. Many of our clients have taken that, the 510 rule. 
If you get a call, text, or a phone call, email before five o'clock Monday through Friday, you answer you answer it back and respond to it that same day. If it's after five o'clock, it's by ten a.m. the next business working day. Our clients know that, and they'll even test us sometimes on it. And we can't tell you how many times we win work when somebody calls on Friday afternoon at four o'clock because they're thinking about I want to get landscape scheduled. And we call them back that afternoon and we meet with them the next day and we drop we drop good creative solutions and ideas. And we're the first ones there and, and they do it. And we're not the cheapest by any stretch. You know, we are we are landscape professionals, not mobile and go guys. I, I've seen you at work with your relationships. I think, Chris, not to patronize you or Gene, I mean, I'm thinking of you and Chris. The thing that's most impressive to me about you and Chris is when when you go to grow, when I see you at the ACE Summit, when all the ACEs get together, I find you talking to all size contractors. I don't see you just talking to the big guys. I see you talking to little guys. And when I've overheard your conversations, it's not all about what Gene's doing. You're asking them what they're doing and, and you're trying to learn. And I, I think it's, you know, when you tell me that that's your culture, that everybody matters, I, I see that in you, to, to be blunt with you, Gene. Well, I appreciate that. You know, we, we learned that, you know, we're, you do it well, you know, you're, you're very good at connecting people. You're very good at introducing people. The, the whole grow, you know, when we hosted grow, we had never been, we didn't know what a grow was, you know, we were just like, I guess we can do this, you know, and you guys gave us the, you guys gave us the layout between yourself and Vince and some of the other, your other team at that time to, you know, kind of structure and put it on. But, you know, you get so much out of that. And I get so much out of, you know, we all can. It's just the ones that really want to listen and do. I get some great ideas. You know, you've seen my warehouse. I've sent you pictures from Josiah and Joseph down there in San Antonio, the career path, you know, and they got the banners hanging down and stuff. You know, they're, they're not, they're, they're half our size, you know, or less at that point. And they're going to go flying by, you know, they're going to do the same thing that we're doing if that's their path and that's what they choose to do. But amazing things can be learned and discussed and taught. And then really for me too, it's just the, it's just the humanality of it. You know, we turn on the TV and we turn on the news and we turn on all these things that we can't control in our business. We should be able to provide a lifestyle and a career path for our team members, for ourselves, for our families, and kind of control the things that we can control the best we can. That's where we get the most enjoyment out of. And, you know, I just, I just like people, you know, I like people and it's definitely my, my, my battery recharge is, is, you know, talking to people. I'm impressed by several of the young people that are just in grow, some of them first years, some of them second, third years and hearing where they're at and seeing what they're doing and then talking to their other peer groups. You know, it's, it's super exciting to me that, our industry as a whole is is one that's so welcoming and so opportunistic for everybody and inclusive that we can do some amazing things together. You and I were talking some small talk here before we went live and we were talking about our college experience. I think it's a pretty good time to segue that into here because on one hand, there's a camp that says you got to go to college, you got to learn horticulture, you got to learn business to be successful. On the other hand, there's a camp that says you don't need to do that. Tell us a little bit about your educational background, because I, I find it very, very interesting, and, and I'll, I'll share my part on it as well. Yeah. You know, that is one thing I really do like about our industry is that, you know, there, and I think schools really should do more of this, but there should be more trade schools. Not College is not right for everybody. 
And in our industry, not every position can you have without having a college degree initially. But I do think there is a path of motion that most of the most of the positions within our industry are attainable without a college degree over time, work ethic, experience, opportunity, those kind of things. I had I had a semester of college. You know, I've got my I got my 12 hours transferred down to Texas and started seeing stuff. I took a job making 25 grand a year in Moen City Medians and thought, golly, what do I need college for? It was awesome. Did that and kind of wanted to settle in for about a year and then figure out where I wanted to open up shop and and got promoted at another company at, at that company and worked and I kept going back and I said, I want to be in sales. I want to be in sales every Friday. I'd go sit outside the sales manager's office all dirty from being a foreman. And, and he said, well, you have to have a college degree. And I said, well, I know I can do this. I've done it before for myself. I have three newspaper routes. I built up my business in, in North Dakota. I just kind of went through all of that. And I kept going back every Friday, every Friday, every Friday. I'd sit there. And if he was in a meeting, I'd wait for him. And he'd come out. And finally, about six months later after doing that, he had let go of two of his salespeople in the last two weeks. And he finally was just fed up with it. And he goes, you know what? If your supervisor will let you come over here, you're so damn perseverance. I think you might be able to do something, but you know it's going to be on you. And so he gave me the opportunity. And at that point, I was 19 and a half years old and was selling for what then was one of the big commercial players in, in Dallas and did very well, you know, but they gave me the worst territory. I had, it was an area out in East Dallas and industrials. And I sold my first account was Packaging Corp of America. I came back in like I had just signed the White House, you know, the, the I'd signed the biggest contract ever. And it was, I still remember this day, $29,950 a, a year was the annual contract. And brought it back in and was, was off to the races from there. One of the gentlemen that worked there at the time, his name was Alvino. He and I worked in production together. He, he ran, he was in landscape. I was in the maintenance side, but we'd always get together after work and talk in the parking lot, a bunch of group. He's over here now. He's 74 years old. He's been with us over here for over 20 years. Scott Freeze was the guy that was in sales, the sales manager there at that time that gave me my shot. He's over here. He's leading the maintenance business development team. And so it goes full circle. We're working together, doing it. College college for me, I do recommend college if that's your, your path and, and steering. There's some great things. I've got daughters. you know, They're not interested in, in our industry. But for, for us, it was when the kids were out doing college and in the, frats and the frats and at the games on the weekends and stuff, Chris and I were getting up and we were opening the shop at six o'clock on a Saturday morning and we were out working, doing that six days a week and, you know, doing all those things for several years through the four years that maybe five for me, if I was finished college, maybe five. But, you know, we just kind of kept doing that during that time frame and it, it worked out very well for us. Uh, yeah, apparently it's done incredibly well. What a great story. I didn't know the rest of that backstory. That is Wonderful. And I have no doubt you did well in sales. Let's switch gears here a little bit and talk a little tactical because we have a lot of folks, big and small, Gene, that join us on the Grow Show every week. And one of the ways we know we can help them is just to share the tactical side of the business. So I'd like to ask you about Complete Land Sculpture's operation, how you book work, schedule work. 
Is there anything unique you do from an operational perspective that would help other landscapers? You, you know, I think it's consistency with us. I do think that it is, you know, if you walk through my hallways here of the office for Chris and I and the team and everything here, you ask for two quotes from me. You, the first one they're going to say is plan your work, work your plan. The, the, the schedule, the jobs are sold. They're put into a box, the schedule manager with the necessary information. If there's any deadlines, there's party requests, there's things of that nature and how many hours are on that ticket. And I'll take all the information's there and then it's scheduled, but they revisit that every Monday, the production teams meet and they go through that Monday afternoon and they're setting it, but they're not setting it for one week. They're setting it for three weeks. So they're three weeks out. And why do we do that? Well, I can't even think about that one. I got to think about this one. Well, if the, we've all been in the business. Sometimes the one that you're planning to do, something happens. They shut the job down. It gets pulled off. It's rained out. We can't do that type of work for a couple of days. It doesn't mean we shut down the company. We already know what's behind it. We plug in and we already know because we've done that. I think that's that's really smart. And then everyone's tied into that meeting. So the production managers are there. The purchasers there when things are going to happen, how they're going to hit. So we can try and operate as efficiently as possible. What can we direct deliver to the job site? And if we know we can't get trees there on until, until Tuesday because they don't load trees over the weekend, we don't schedule that job on Monday. We schedule that job to start on Tuesday, for instance. So those kind of things certainly help us out. The other thing that helps us and gives us a real competitive advantage, I think, and it, it's not it's not doable until you're at a certain size probably is we have a PM crew and we've talked about this before Marty is we have, we have a team of uh, three guys in the off season, four guys during the busy crunch season, which is uh, for us, it's March through October, end of October here in Dallas and our, in our area, Oklahoma city and stuff. They come in at 11 uh, AM and they typically work until about eight to 9 PM and when our foremen go out and they come back, they drop their keys off and they put their plug their phone in and they go home. These guys, they have all the load requests. They unload their truck. They fuel it up there on site. They have all the plants already pulled for the next day in their bin. They load those up. They tarp it. They disconnect this, this piece of equipment. They add a bobcat and a trailer onto that vehicle for the next day. It's ready to roll. And so... The foreman that, and the foreman and the crews that come in, they're not, they're not exhausted by working a regular you know, nine-hour day out in the field and coming in and having to spend an hour and a half doing that on top of it. You know, you do that throughout the course of the season and the course of the summer. It just wears the guys down. And then that, that time typically is all overtime, too. That indirect time is overtime loading and doing. This way it helps us yeah. prevent that. And then when yeah. they come in in the morning, they're ready to go. They're ready to go. And, and you got and, traffic yeah. issues in Dallas, so you're ahead of all that. That's correct. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's fantastic. Is there any technology or software that you're a big proponent of that you'd like to share? Not really. And I think I'll tell you what we're using. We use Asset, which is Include. They 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 have been working on this program and the software. We were we were in it very early. There's a few. There's a handful of people in our industry that are still on it. They're they're they are they're recommitting the programming. It's going to the cloud. I will tell, be the first to tell you, neither Chris nor I are uh, technology guys. You know, so we're not going to be great at creating a spreadsheet for you and doing that. The beauty of that is, is, you know, 
even not going to college, we're smart enough to know what we're not good at. And we hire the best people for those things that fit our culture and our team. And they can, they can get that information. They can deliver it to us and in a format that share it with the team. And they've got great ideas on how they can create different KPIs and things that would be useful and helpful and stuff. But that the reason we like this program, whether it's Asset or it's Aspire or a lot of the, the big names that are out there, is that it's a womb-to-tomb program. So when the first phone call comes in, it tracks the lead generation where it came from all the way back out until through the job, through the estimating, through job closeout, through year-end analysis. It has everything, you know, within the program itself. And, you know, it, it, it does very well for maintenance and construction, irrigation repairs, enhancements, those kind of things. So that's where we're at currently right now. Okay. Let's let's move on to trucks and equipment. Tell us about what you run. If you buy, you lease, you pay cash, do you have a mechanic? You know, this is one of those areas where I think some owners and leaders of landscaping companies focus too much on the equipment. I think some don't focus on it enough. And, you know, it's finding that tipping point. Where are you on equipment? What do you do? Buy, sell, lease? Give us your best practice on equipment. Yeah. We were talking offline and we've had this conversation before, Marty. Right. You know, how, how many of these T-shirts do we have of, yep, I was a mistake. We did that. Got that T-shirt. Been right. there, done that. Right. Equipment, equipment's a big one. You know, just let's start with the trucks and, you know, trucks and the truck. Is it a, is it a closed in truck? Is it a, is it a, is it a box truck? Is it a truck and trailer, closed in trailer, right. open trailer, those kind of things. You kind of go through that and see what works best for you. For us, maintenance wise, we would always prefer to use a closed in box truck. Yeah. Why? The dovetail closed in box truck. That's our, that's our most efficient, you know, vehicle. The NPRs, the Isuzu's, that's what we run. We have, we have one size of tire. We have one size of air filter, one size of belts. You know, all of that works really, really well for us. The trucks are all laid out the same. So you know where the backpack sprayer is going to be on your upper left. Your weed eaters and your blowers are here, where stuff goes and where you can find bags or chemicals or things within. So that helps on a training standpoint. So that's what we're running from a maintenance standpoint uh, whenever possible. There are areas that don't allow those type trucks in, which makes no sense to me, but it's more the height. It also adds for us, though, is, is advertising. Yeah. There's nothing like that thing when it's clean. Oh, yeah. always clean. The PM crew also helps us. Those trucks never roll out dirty. They're always clean. But it it allows us to, to market ourselves. The truck and trailers then after that, we are Chevy. We buy Chevys. And then we have the enclosed enclosed maintenance trailers, which, again, act as the billboards and signage and stuff going down. Our Chevys, you know, we have we have the, the three-quarter ton and full-ton trucks that are pulling those 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 types of machines. And then we've also got Chevy and Isuzu landscape construction trucks, you know, the bigger trucks with dovetails, dump beds. We learned from one of our ace peer groups. We went up a couple of years ago up to see Jordy and Glengate yeah. up there. Right. Uh, they had they had a really cool landscape set up on one of their trucks. It was one of their newer ones. And we emulated that. One He's of got, our setups. Right? And now we've got three of those. And so as we continue to add crews and things, yeah. we continue to, bottom line is those, we continue to standardize and operate within what we know we do. We buy our stuff. There are options where we can do a lease purchase at the end for a hundred bucks. 
you know, from a tax standpoint, certain times of the year, there's, there's also no interest for, for, you know, so many, so many three years, that kind of thing. We'll always try and take advantage of how to leverage our money the best. But as far as that, we're going to, we're going to purchase the asset in the end. And then we've got, we've got uh, maintenance trucks on our, on our books that we've had for nine years and they have 64,000 miles on them. You know, and so we've we've figured out that, you know, we used to try, well, we got to cycle a truck probably every four or five years. No, you cycle the truck when it starts, when the truck becomes non, a non-efficient tool yeah. for you. And so, you know, we do have mechanics in, in our Dallas office, which in our Dallas office, we're going to run, we're going to run 24 million out of our Dallas office. So we have two mechanics, you know, here in our Oklahoma City office doing six million they'll have one mechanic you know up there and he helps to service our Tulsa market too so Tulsa's about Tulsa's about a 55 minute drive from from our Oklahoma City office you know i think the number for us was when you got above when you got above about 4 million it started to make sense you can kind of get a fleet manager maybe a facility manager get wear multiple hats with that but when you get to that point it's nice to be able to repair your own equipment and do those things. Our large repairs, engines, stuff like that, we send that out. You know, there's no time to do that. You know, we, we're we not going to be, we have a guy that can do large engine repair, but while he's doing that large engine repair, we had four mowers that could have been repaired or a bobcat that could have been back right. in production. Let's go ahead and turn it and burn it. Yeah. What I love about what you're saying, you're very definitive, but you're not all caught up in I can tell just what you're talking about. The equipment is a means to an end. It's it's an asset that we're going to leverage. It's important, but it's not the most important thing in the company. And and I think that's something, I don't know about Eugene, but when I got started, the equipment meant a lot more to me. Like that was the fun part. It's kind of what attracted right. me to the business. I right. mean, I got, I, I have so many trucks here. I've never even been in them. I don't know. I don't know what they do. I mean, I'm not, if I focused on that, we wouldn't be able to grow. You, you got to focus on the stuff that matters most and equipment does matter, but that is something you can delegate more so than sales or business development or nurturing relationships. And I think that's kind of what stalls some growth. Like the owner, you know, yeah, I like trucks. I, I love seeing nice trucks. I like a nice setup. I, you know, when I travel around to our various ACE meetings, I see better setups. I take ideas back, but I, I think my days of getting carried away with that are over because it hurt me. Does that make sense? It does. You know, it's that analysis paralysis, yeah. right? You're in that, you're, you're in there working that part of it. I think you get together with your team and find out, hey, what's working good for you? What's Great the pros point. and cons of this? Getting them involved. And get them involved yes. and get their buy-in. And then they're the ones leaves. using the trucks. Yes. Yeah. And Great then you point. then you leave, you leave that, you leave that meeting. From these are the parameters we're buying. We just bought two used box trucks, 30, 32,000 and 34,000 miles on them already from Portland, Oregon. Yeah. And we, we flew our mechanics up and they drove them back. You right. Know, in a day and a half, two days. It took them to get back. But, you know, though, that's how creative we were. But we didn't care. You know, once we checked out the mechanical part of it, we didn't care about the mileage and this and that and what seat covers they had and yeah. just get the truck back here right. and let's then go make some our, money. Our, our, yeah, our, our sign, our wrapping company for our signage and our, our logos and stuff. They have it. They have to send a model, the size. They send that to us. We do the proof on it. They know what we're going to want. 
it's just kind of easy, you know, it just yeah. kind of moves through. Yeah, I love it. And 99% of that's done and brought to Chris and, and I. Chris handles more of the vehicles and the truck and the fleet and that team than I do. I'm included on the email. I can say yes or no, but you know, I don't lose any sleep over no, that makes over sense. that. Cause I know they're going to, I know the team's right. going to do a great job. They I love what you're doing. Job. And that is certainly fleet is something you can adequately delegate for those that are listening to us today on the grow show powered by steel. It's, it's something that you can delegate and there's people that are passionate about that and they'll do a great job for you. We've talked about branch offices, and you kind of gave us the little bit of insight as to why you went to Oklahoma City. You had customers in Dallas telling you to go. Was there anything you did wrong with the branch, or is there any advice you'd have? I think you know this. We're going to open a second branch in Cincinnati next year, as long as we get through some zoning issues with the property that we're trying to buy. If it's not at this property, it'll be in another one. We're going that way. What what are the do's and don'ts of a second location? I mean, you have four locations now, so you, you must be pretty good at this. Well, you know, I think uh, the things that we're good at is we look at the sustainability of the of the accounts. Nothing's worse than going into a market and spending all the money and getting your team and hiring people and then having ultimately failure, you know, 6, 12, 18 months, two years down the line, you, you retract and pull back which is not a bad move. If it's not working, yep. stop whatever it is you're doing. I think that's that's just a business right. practice. You know? Right. If, it, if, it's, if, it's, if it's broke and you can't fix it, then stop doing it and, and regroup your assets and, and live to fight another day. But for us, it really, you want to look at your location about where your people are going to come from. Okay. It's a huge hiring advantage when you get into a larger city, even like, Tulsa and Cincinnati, Oklahoma City, you know, they're not what we'd call mega markets, but they're big cities. Yeah. And if you're on the north side of town, but all your labor pool is coming from the south side Makes of town, sense. you're going to have problems. You're right. going to have to pay a heck of a lot more per hour to try and get them, entice them to come up there. You're going to have, you know, more travel time for them, less no, you know, less, less attendance, those kind of things. So think about that, you know, in your, in your overall deal. I also think, you know, what you're good at, I like to say, one of my clients taught us this, but stick to your knitting. Yeah, right. The saying is, is you know, that. Hey, right. if, you're, if you're really good at construction and, and, and not so great at maintenance, you need to hire maintenance. You need to bring people in that can do that for you. Don't just go in and assume you're going to take over a market and maintenance if you're not great at it in your market you're in currently right now. Well, we don't have big buildings. There's no office buildings here. We're kind of not that kind of market. But the big cities, they got big buildings and stuff, and we're going to come in and we're going to start doing maintenance. Yeah. You really kind of got to stick to your knitting and make sure you're set up for success. And then budget, you know, make sure you've got some finances and some some cash to support this thing because you're going to have to. You're yeah. going to have to support it and, and yeah. cash flow it for a period of time until right. you can kind of get it to where it goes. And then the other thing is, is they're just, they're not, unlike fleet that we talked about, once you get that going on on uh, autopilot, satellite offices are not autopilot for a period of time. Right. You've got, you've got to stay on it. You've got to invest in it. You've got to be present. You know? Otherwise, the culture can get sideways, right? Absolutely. We, yeah. We've done a... We weren't good at this, you know. We just thought we had we we put our we put our fancy logo on. We had our trucks. We had these new team members up there. We would say we're going to do safety meetings, and they were like, "Yeah, whatever. We don't we don't know what that is." And so we it took a lot of years for us to get there. Yeah. 
now we just had our we had our Christmas party, which we had. We had over 300 attendees. All their their wives, kids, spouses, significant others came from our all four offices. We had representation. That, that was done in our Dallas location. So it, it does matter. I think I think just knowing your numbers and, and kind of getting there. Brightview. Brightview is, you know, the big boy, one of them for sure, but but they do it well and they've got a lot of money and science behind it. They like the $5 million office model. You know, they would rather in a city like Dallas or those kind of things, they would rather have, if they were doing 20 million, they would want four, four or $5 million office sites. That's kind of their thing. They also like the trucking enclosed trailer thing. We don't agree with all of that. We think there's a lot of lost efficiency. They're doing it on a huge scale. I'm sure there's studies and things, but do what works for you and what you can manage and entail. We're able to also support a lot of the back office stuff in those new markets. We don't have to hire somebody to answer the phones there, for instance. The phone is forwarded and it's answered in our Dallas location for all the offices. So we have a phone number. That phone number looks like we're you know there from a phone answering standpoint but the phone is actually answered in Dallas. So those are things that can keep costs down and kind of still keep your, you know, your experience, your tracking, you know, the smile on the face of the other end of the phone. It's not easy to find that all the time. And so that person, yeah, that person, we, we've got fanatical experiences. We just had one last week where someone called in and goes, I can hear your smile through the phone. And, you know, when we read that in the company huddle, you know, she lit up like a like a like a Roman candle, you know, and, and we all get it because she is that person, you know, and she's great at it. She's phenomenal. You hosted Grow. What did you learn from hosting Grow? Why should someone come to Grow? What have you got out of Grow? I know I'm being self-serving with the question, but you've just impressed me so much with how I don't think you've missed a Grow since you hosted and you're always there, and you're involved, what do you get out of Grow? What is it? Yeah. When we hosted Grow, I'll start with the first part. When we hosted Grow, like I said, we didn't really know what it was, but we prepped for it, and you guys did a great job of laying out, you know, hey, we're going to have, you know, 450 landscapers from all over the country, and they're going to come in, and they're going to open up your underwear and sock drawer, and, you know, your your, your, your spiel, and, and, and we were like, okay, well, this is kind of uncomfortable, but we'll do it. Our team went off like a rocket. They were so empowered by doing it and the stuff they were able to exchange and share ideas. And we got as much out of Grow as what we were giving to the attendees at Grow. And so it's infectious to us. You know, we love that. You know, we love dealing with quality people and and, and raising the bar. It's, it's one of our big sayings around here. It's a Tiger Woods book. You know, when he was winning all these tournaments, he wasn't satisfied. He was raising the bar and we've, uh, we've championed that and we've done that a lot through our, our vocabulary and our messaging in the company. But that's what we did. We just started raising the bar. If it was our rollout, we started raising the bar. If it was, you know, our sales presentation, if it was deliverables, if it was, you know, just how we, how we, how we give annual reviews, you know, how we do raises, what our bonus program can look like, those kind of things. So that's what, that's what we got out of it then. Subsequently, I haven't missed one. You know, what we get out of it now is similar. We still get all the things I just talked about and their ideas and we call them nuggets. You know, after being in the business for, you know, 40, almost 40 years, 35 years, it nothing really shocks you on a day-to-day basis, but there's always something that's really unique 
this last year at Grow, you know, the whole AI deal, it's changed the way that we're doing messaging and marketing and recruiting and things in here. That was just one little nugget we bring them back, but it changed the whole the whole ripple through the company and all, all offices. Also, too, I think just the energy. You know, you got like-minded people that are going through this. You know, hey, I didn't get my H2Bs. Well, what'd you do when you didn't get your H2Bs? You know, well, we pivoted and did this. We're our ACE peer group and our group me app. We're, we're constantly sending stuff back and forth and you're getting your top level people that care about you, that you know, and you're invested in and trusted with. And that's the ACE peer group part of it that comes out of grow, but you're getting instant information and feedback. You know, if I sent a message right now, I would have, I promise you, I'd bet you a thousand dollars. I'd have six responses back in, the, in less than 10 minutes of Crazy. what they're doing or what they suggest right. on the situation. Right. And then just the the resources, you know, the relationships and resources, people that aren't in our peer group that that I know about. If I've got someone, well, one of our team members here, he his wife has the big person job. He was a field supervisor, account manager for us. She got pulled back into Washington D.C. to work at the in the at the Pentagon. Well, he had to go there. We were able to reach out and got him a position, and and he's he's there working with Terry and his team. Right there in D.C., you know, and, and Terry, saw, I saw Terry up at, at Whistler this year at the summit, and he was like, thank you so much. He is amazing. You said he was, but we didn't know, but he is, and I'm glad that that works, you know. So just, again, I said it, I'll say it again. The magic sauce for me is I don't feel like I'm working. I don't feel like I'm, I'm I feel like I'm living it, you know. I don't separate it, you know friends, family, kids, work, clients, vendors, team members, it's all together. And yeah. that's what it is at Grow too. you know? Yeah. So anything that ever came up, you've got a great resource for and people that just genuinely care and yeah. want to help you selflessly. Well, and speaking of caring, I know your kids are very important to us. You're a very thoughtful person, Gene. You've touched me many, many ways with your kind words, your bear hugs. Hey, um, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Your, your 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 visit to my suite with your friends to see if I had any tequila left, which I did. You're just a great guy. What do your kids mean to you? Yeah, it's everything. You know, you go through these seasons and cycles. You know, in the in the beginning, I worked in the business. We were we were creating a business. We didn't even have what we it was a business, but we were creating a business. Right. I would say for the first ten plus years, the next ten years, working on the business and. And, and and within the team members and growing the team, my kids have been part of it. I've, I've been able to do some amazing things and share that with them. They are all, they're all either through college or in college. They've found their passion. But what they, what I'm very proud of, they all are all home here for the holidays. They got in last night. So I have four daughters. They're all in. Their boyfriends are coming in. We're going to have a, a great, great holiday. It's what it's all about. You yeah. know, at the end of the day, it's no one wants to get to the top of a mountain or no one wants to be successful and just be by yourself. Why? Right. I mean, that's, right. that's not what it's well for. Said. It's, it's sharing it, you know? I mean, if you get to the top of the mountain and there's no one there to look around, did you really make it, you know? Right. I guess you could tell everybody about it, but it'd be sure a heck of a lot more fun to share it with those you love and, and that were a big part of your success. All of my girls are super hardworking. You know, my my youngest is uh, a freshman at Arkansas, and I went up there to see her for a family football game weekend and found out she's substitute teaching and vol- uh, at, sc- at school. And I was like, why? And she's like, well, just 
you know, you do so much. And I thought I could do this in classes. I didn't have classes Monday and Friday and she was doing that. And then she's volunteering at the church on Sunday mornings. And it just makes, makes you really proud that, you know, they see what you're doing, whether you think so or not. Yeah. All the work you put into it, the, the lessons you lead, the relationships that you have, you know, you go into a place and someone comes up and says, Hey, nice to see you. And they're like, who's right. that? And go, oh, he's, he's a, he's a vendor. He's a sub. He's a, he right. works with us. He's a team member. He's a, right. he's a client, you know, right. You know, being part of the community. Yeah. They, they, they do it and they're actively doing it themselves. It's kind of, it's really cool to see. So Gene, what would you tell the 25 year old version of, of Gene Freeman? What would you tell him to do or not do? Yeah, I would say, you know, really plan your work and work your plan. Know what you do well and, and stay to that. Look for guidance and people around you that you can, you know, partner with, live life with, learn with, run your business with, follow the 510 rule, you know, do what you say you're going to do, show up when you say you're going to show yeah. up. It's so simple, but it stands out in, in yeah. today's world in the service industry of people following through and, and under promising and over delivering. And even as something as simple as if you call me today before five o'clock, I will call you back. I may not have the answer or all the information you have, but I will respond and let you know and what our game plan is going to be for me to get that information to you by you know tomorrow morning or that kind of thing. So doing that, I think is really smart. And then, you know, put, put your dollars into your business. It's going to be your biggest return long-term. As you look at that and continue to continue to grow, your your business is your is your team, your culture, your assets, your tools, your trucks, all the things we talked about here today, and I think you'll do very very well. I, there's a lot there. Two comments. First of all, everyone listening, no matter how big or small your company is, the the things you said to do when you're 25, isn't it amazing how that's still the same things we should be doing today? Yeah, it, it's it's so simple. The stuff that our Stuff that our, our dads and our grandpas said yeah. when we were 25. You know, right. what's funny is, is a lot of them really were true and they were lessons yeah. that if we, we would have learned, we wouldn't have got those yeah. t-shirts. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, and so focus on the basics. And then the other thing that I'm hearing you say, Gene, is the best investment is always in yourself. It is. It's in, it's in your business. And, and, yeah. and, and your business is your team members too. You know, don't, Again, you don't want to be just sitting on top of that mountain and it's all about you and how much you can make. If you yeah, pour into your right. people, if you pour into your people and your team, right. those results and those returns will come back exponentially. Each, you know, if you've got five team members and they're all hitting it really well, that's great. You know, more than if you have one person hitting it really well and five people not. Imagine if you, when you get to 10 doing it really well, right. 15 doing it really well, it just, right. it just really pays off. And I got to tell you, it's, it's a heck of a ride. It's fun. It's not easy. You know, what we do is, is definitely not easy, but it is worthy. We do make a difference in the world. We make many, many people very, very happy. We can turn around at the end of the day and see what we've created or done, making the world a more beautiful place, both, you know, right. re really both physically and, and the intangibly with relationships. Well, folks, we've had Gene Freeman with us from Dallas, Texas, Complete Land Sculptures, On the Grow Show, Powered by Steel, dropping nuggets, as he said, for the last 45 plus minutes. Gene, everyone will see you at Grow February 6th, 7th, and 8th. I'm grateful for your time. I'm grateful for your friendship. And here's one promise I'm going to make to you. We are going to get around to golfing. I'm either going to come and play at your club in Dallas, or you're going to come and play at my club up here in Dayton, Ohio. 
and whoever's club we go to next this year, the other one we're going to go to the next year. All right. Absolutely. We got to make I'm it happen. You a shake. Look forward to it, buddy. All Look right. Love you, it. brother. Thanks for all you do. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Take care. Happy New Year. Love you. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Grow Chef. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and head to growgroupinc.com for more information and resources to grow your landscaping business. A special thanks to the folks at Steel, whose support makes this podcast possible and whose reliable handheld power equipment makes our jobs easier daily. We'll talk to you next week.